Breaking news. Today on the SchmitzCon show, we talk about the effects that news may have on culture and the people in that culture. I'm Joshua Schmitz. And I'm Asher Conlon. And this is the SchmitzCon show. Hello, Josh. Hello, Asher. Today's a little bit of a... It's not much of a different episode, it seems like. But This, this um, episode was a question from one of our listeners. That's right. So um, our topic today is how news impacts culture. So um, I kind of want to start off with saying we're keeping this pretty uh, neutral in terms of specific stances, but that we're just going to go off of our own opinions. Like yeah. uh, um, just... Our interpretation. Our interpretation of how news impacts news does impact the culture without getting into maybe specifics of what specific uh, maybe, you know, news organization we might listen to. Yeah. As always, we like to uh, stay informed, but still make our best speculations. Right. And with that, I I have a good first question. Hit me. What is the origin of sharing news? And then... Why do people do that? So what was the goal with sharing news? What was the original purpose of it? So I Where did it all start? I don't know the specific origin, but I would guess it probably started with messengers, maybe even gossip. So I think the point of it is to get a more important event or what maybe a person perceives as important. is okay. To get that across to other people. Um, and I usually think it's just to... Um, Give give people an idea of what's happening, um, but sometimes that uh, might be motivated in a certain direction. So people staying informed of what's happening in in the area, if it's local news. Yeah, it's usually specific to area, but if we're talking about the origin, the it origin wasn't likely that everyone in the world knew what was going on in Mongolia or something. Most people didn't know what was... Would you say then that most people didn't know what was going on in their hometown and they wanted to like maybe it, was it a point of protection sure yeah it's just um giving people knowledge of what's going on um, i think a lot of it's just spread by word of mouth and in the origin i don't know i think that's always probably been a part of um like culture and groups and things uh just you know sharing information um but nowadays, when you think of news, it's probably not just sharing information. It's usually right. a little bit more complex than that. It, yes, it normally is. Uh, so then my follow-up question, my follow-up question is, why do people share news? You had mentioned something like it, how it may have originated as just gossip, but was that the intent of it? So why do people share news? Uh People share news for lots of reasons, but um, usually it's either a argument for what you know they believe, or an argument for maybe what someone else believes. Um, in modern modern times, I think mm-hmm. news has probably always had several sides to it, um, and that's why there's different groups. Um, <clears throat> probably in the older days, you know, when there's empires, you know, the emperor probably was not sharing nice news about his opposing party or just neutral news. He's probably spreading like propaganda or something. Yeah, okay. Um, but we uh, typically share news just um, to get, honestly, your point across to what you believe. 
um, or just maybe not your specific point because that'd be more of an argument, but maybe events that are happening within a larger group or culture. Yeah, maybe um, even... There's, you know, economy. There's, you know, environment. Things that are happening. Like the current... Usually news is bigger than a specific person. Yeah. Okay, like how so? Usually news... It involves it, many people. If we people. can talk about... So if we have news about the president, the president, like, is, you know, has a huge role. That's true. But, like, you wouldn't... Like, I would be surprised if the news just... It came to me and interviewed me for no reason. Right. So because I don't have a specific like unless you were a big part agenda of, or a huge, huge sway. A part of a group, maybe. If you were a part of a group, then they might come see. Hey, you are um, a strong member of this uh, people group, and we just want to hear some of your thoughts on usually these things the that are happening to you. These things that are happening around you. What's that like? Usually the news will try and put the person that they're interviewing in some sort of like influential position. That's so true. even if it's something as simple as like the weather, the weatherman has, you know, had an education in, you uh-huh. know, meteorology. Right. And um, he knows what he's talking about. So he's typically a qualified person. Even if we go to something simple, like if we interview, like there's a fire in this neighborhood, here's a local resident. This local resident is now being the spokesman or spokeswoman or whatever for you know, the neighborhood on the view on the fire yeah, or whatever. Right. The person is, you know, probably isn't stuttering and super nervous or something. It's just so they pick, you know, the best role for what they need. Usually not always, but yeah. So then to conclude that question there, you would say their goal is what is their goal? To spread information. Okay. So the intent of spreading information and then there's kind of like strategies that will do that play into that. Yeah. What, what are some strategies? This is more of a side question, but I think it's important. I think they, I think some people, people that are different is one big thing that people try that the news tries to go for. Um, or maybe I meant more terms more towards uh, form of news. Form of news. So how do people usually ingest news uh, these days, and how do they ingest in the past? Mm. What do you mean by ingest? Just what news? form. What form. So they're used... To, are you talking like physical form? Yeah. So there used to be newspapers, and that was kind of the thing. People get up, sit on their porch, and read the newspaper. That's how they'd start their day. They inform themselves with what's going on, now, it's kind of the same idea, except you don't have to wait for the newspaper to come. You just jump on your phone, and you can read it, or you can flip the TV channel to watch it. Sure. So, um, so the uh, topic of this episode is how news, how news impacts, impacts the culture. culture. So, I do like setting this ground for specifically what the news is and how it correlates to culture. So, it's good that we're defining this. Yes. Um <clears throat> So what that leads into is my first question. What right. tends to sway people when they listen to the news? Like what what does a person typically maybe hear or see or whatever it is that makes them like you know consider what they were thinking about it and be like you know what what would tend to sway someone? Well, the sense of authority is one thing that could uh sway a person 
this is all off the top of my head. Um, thinking, seeing somebody in a position of, I, you mentioned earlier the president. Oh, let's see what the president's up to today. Oh, the president likes this type of cereal. So I'm going to enjoy this type of cereal and like kind of like maybe yeah, almost like, if he likes it in, why wouldn't i like right, it? right and that's in that sense an it, appeal it to illegitimate authority i think a lot of it has to do with um statistics people love numbers right now yeah this is true but i also think people like anecdotes and pictures <clears throat> so when seeing numbers and graphs people usually will take that as as truth, because why would you gravitate towards that? Sure, yeah. it's just you have the logos, then that's kind of what the graphs are there setting out for you. Um, mm-hmm. and on the contrary, what keeps people firm in their beliefs when um, maybe listening to the news? So Mo- motivation and willpower of wanting to, well, you know, keep their beliefs or potentially the want to be riled up and like oh i want to argue with this source of news because they believe the complete opposite that i do and they're doing all this wrong that type of thing yeah i think this question implies that um news organizations have an agenda which oftentimes you see they do yeah yeah for sure it's very clear um usually that certain organizations sway one way or sway another um i would i can't you know, specifically give an example, but I think that there's less and less organizations that are neutral. This is, I agree. A lot of, like you said, a lot of them sway one way. A lot of them sway the opposite way. It's, it's harder to find neutral news in these days. Mm -hmm. I think people like, if I'm talking about keeping people firm in their beliefs, their morals and what they're strong in when they're opposed to it, Usually, when it's such when it's rooted so deep down in you, when there's someone who like dares to oppose it, you're like, okay, I don't have to listen to this place anymore. I'm not going to. They oppose, you know, what I think, and if I get information from them, why would I want to take it as truth, rather than just find another place that does affirm what I believe? But the only problem is that is that you're treading a fine line of a place like being strictly what you are since every person is slightly different you're not going to get a place that tells you everything you want to hear so the world isn't perfect but Mm -hmm. you just have to get close to what you um what lines up with and some people may even listen to a station to get what they believe like oh this they agree here here and here with me but here this is where they gave me that thought and they provoked that it's that that is what is living in my head right now and it makes perfect sense so you just like jump fully on board with it yeah yeah whereas hey if you're going to listen to the rival station then or like you know check the rival source that's where oh now i get to be riled up and i get to disagree and i get to look at how i'm right in in situation a b and c so when i say that news impacts culture that is saying that news has a stance and like has power over people because it's taken as it's supposed to be taken as truth so my question is why does news impact culture so 
so strongly other than the authority. Will you repeat the question with a little bit different wording? <coughs> I, I understand what you're saying. I'm just trying to process everything. So we talked about the authority being why a lot of people listen to news, but saying news impacts culture is saying that, you know, news has such a strong sway over people that mm -hmm. it will affect the culture. So how does it, like in what ways would it affect the culture? Like maybe like I can give like a non-specific example, like maybe groups forming because of what the news is saying. I think part of it is uh, some people may be turning to the news as like a last resort when there's ironically on the news, seeing all these things that are going down there. That's their, their source. That's where they're getting, you know, kind of what I was saying earlier, everything they believe in stand for as well as um, mixed in with the information that is actually there and how it's presented. But their authority, I suppose their authority comes in when they're the only ones taking, where the news stations as a whole are taking that spot of being the authority, if that makes sense. There's not necessarily an alternative <coughs> Unless you just choose to not stay informed with the news, the alternative... You only feel the side effects, but you don't know why. I think it's okay. it's pretty hard in these days to like not even hear anything. Like You can live without news at all. Yeah. And that... like Well, the other way it spreads is word of mouth. So that that's, there's, that's some serious authority that they have. But that's, again, because the news is the only people who put out the news. It's it's a one it's a one way thing from them to us. There's not there's not necessarily it takes ways a you lot can of power for the people to you know fight back against the news's influence. That's why one person you know like <clears throat> the, technically if I was face to face with the like you know person making the news announcement or something that I didn't like face to face I can tell them that I disagree and that would mean more to them personally. Right. But if I tell an organization that, you know, I don't like what they think. They're like, okay, one person. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. Just screw Even, even it's, if thousands, it's one, thousands once, of people. Once what they're saying becomes less useful, it seems like they don't want to use it as much. Because the news has, if we can agree that news has, you know, different agendas, that once a specific story maybe isn't as helpful for their agenda because it's opposing them, they might not air that as much because right. why would they want to do that? They'd rather, like, instead of denying that, and because if the truth's in plain sight, it, you deny, denying it's going to make you look stupid. Kind of picking, so, and, picking and choosing so that they can get the, the audience to, that they want. Right. Please everybody. So I don't know if news is like that anymore. Like, the more people that agree with them, the better. Like exactly. If, if a certain station has a ton of people that disagree with them, that listen to them, like what actual point of the state is, what actual point is there of the station other than they're all, they're just being laughed at. Exactly. Well, that is their, their authority then again is they, they are, they're their authority there to please the people. Their level of authority is determined by the amount of people that yeah. agree with them. And once they're, uh, once less people agree with them, 
that's like a red flag because they need people to be with them to survive and you know bring out what what they would like so then they bring out what people would like correct um the problem is um like we can both agree that our nation has become pretty divided in a Mm -hmm. lot of a lot of areas so having a you know neutral position like is helpful for some but it's not helpful enough where it would matter and like that's a pretty sad kind of thing to say but yeah sadly the news is some some place that or a place that a lot of people would that's like the arguing point the debating center if you will it almost feels useless like this is kind of going back to our debate and argument episode but it almost feels useless like if we apply it to news organizations like them trying to you know convince each other like to have a middle ground or something when they're not willing to change why try and like throw in points from the other side to attract more people when like everyone's not willing to change their mind anymore because we have pretty clear defined sides i would say right now so why would a news organization try and go neutral and like combine facts from the both sides when there's so few people that agree with them and would have so little influence um i don't know if they would they would even want to their money comes from their propaganda News does seem like propaganda. News, I, th- I feel like news is just supposed to be helpful propaganda. Yeah. I'm not 100% and sure. That's fine. Again, we're just speculating our right. thoughts here. Yeah. Do you have another question for me? I do have another question for you. And it is, again, kind of against, kind of about the, we kind of just talked about it. Um, oftentimes the news is, you know, heavy and it can be, it can be very heavy and depressing. Uh, example, people don't share good stories very often on the news. It's always about the drama. Is that what people are looking for? Drama? Is that why they keep pushing that out? What's most delicious to the people in your audience? It's usually drama because the, well, yeah, people just, it's just want more. Of it. It's what people want to hear. Um, is what they would like to run the most. I mean, it's hard to run like, like you know, a you can be not. Story when you you can talk like, about I, the police. I wouldn't mind listening both sides. Like, if someone's just covering film of someone like bombing another country, right? Then like, mm-hmm. if you're just showing me film, I don't really care. Once you get a voiceover, it might be different. But like, yeah, the point is, is that whatever side is most delicious to your audience. Well, or whatever information is most delicious to the audience, exactly. you feed them. If, uh, and that makes them more rooted in your in your company. But um, but if you start to have like a dissenting group, let's say as an example, like who do not like this organization, maybe you form another organization based on the opposing views that the dissenting want. And then as the group of dissenting people grow, now you have another another source. So, what about then, because often we've kind of, well, I've I've made the claim that often news stories are heavier, they're, you know, more drama-filled with what the audience wants, and if, I think you had, like, kind of half-asked the question in there, uh, if there was an audience of somebody who would want that solely, just good news, happydogstoriesnews.com. 
I don't know if that's an actual website, but it probably is. It probably is. And that website is there for the people that like happy dog stories. I think people have brought news maybe too far into their lives. Yeah. I think people are starting to make it <clears throat> personal when the news from the opposing side is, you know, being opposing. So rather than, you know, if they're just giving facts, they see that as a blow to them. So it just makes them so hard rooted that there's, it's like hard to, you know, turn them back. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, taking offense to things is something that both sides. They will do. They will do. Yeah. I'm so I think knowing that with people <clears throat> is a way that the news can change the mindset of the people. So that is my third question is can, which yes, how does the news change the minds of the people? And what I want to answer that with, I'll have you answer in a second, but um, <clears throat> if the news knows that the people are swayed by, you know, taking offense, taking things literally, why not make things so personal that it grounds them in how they think that way they have like such a firm audience that like if every single person on both sides takes things literally and personally, why not make it more literal and personal rather than just about statistics? Hmm. Um, oh, wow. That's, that's a good, deep question. I think I'll start off by saying the, them having the authority. I think there might be a line or breaking point where if it was all about personal opinions and uh, there weren't those numbers that it would be really just a huge argument. There wouldn't be necessarily any reason for it. So I suppose I could say that the news, that the information in the news is almost like an excuse to have the arguments on the news. Okay. And uh, what they're saying. I have a follow-up question. I'm not sure if you yeah. know, but um, <clears throat> how... How would you, like, invalidate the authority of a huge news organization? Like, you have a small group, you have to bring a bigger, but how, yeah. how like, because some news organizations in the past, you know, have have been probably dissolved because their opinion is so... They've been usually canceled. Canceled, or groups. Like, if, I mean, just example, like KKK, like, you don't think that way anymore. That's, you know, bad. So so many people are against you that if you try and form a KKK group, you're going to get destroyed. It's a terrible idea, and they're. I mean, we can both agree they're terrible people. Mm-hmm. But um, but if we're talking about a news organization or just a very large influ- influential group on the society on the people, how would you invalidate that group? To make I think them a joke, maybe or something. <laughs> it is a very difficult thing to do and it would take lots of work lots of fighting and even then i don't know if it would how what would what would work how it would work um it's it's tricky i for for sure uh to take down a group a group like that you would definitely need you would definitely need a group to overcome them Sure, and it might just be about numbers in the end, right? It might like be, how yeah. many people agree with the opposing side that 
you know the you know the you know the enemy news organizations like we have no place among the people anymore we're just a joke so we just have to you know disappear mm-hmm. and then like yeah completely and then eventually the group fades divide it <coughs> so that the group does fade or individual individually um convince or sway sway or persuade uh individuals of that group to not be in that group yeah it'd probably just be a lot of work it would be a lot it'd of be work. a lot which lot is why work. there's so much authority that goes into that and it or comes out of that and there's so much i think that's a way people will so we talked about how you know news making things personal is how people will get rooted in that news i think they also could use that in the opposite way making things personal for the other side the other side wants to do this to your family or the other side wants to do this to your town or whatever it is and now it's personal yeah so that'll either root you in it or that'll change you so if i if i'm on your opposing side and i'm like josh within your group they also think this that's personal like i like something that you know is directly affecting you that's negative mm-hmm. like within like your family or group or whatever like or as- your work association of or identification of a person based on association kind right. of thing okay. like and now you feel betrayed by your group mm-hmm. uh, okay so my group doesn't agree with that they think this oh so then you're like oh you've been you've just been informed you kind of like that uh, divide the group up into more groups i guess you could say it would either do that or probably persuade you to go to another side i think the right. point it's like there's not a whole lot of groups it's pretty much two main parties and then like independent yeah so making alternate groups isn't useful because they just won't have any influence in what direction the country will go most of the time like if we just go over political parties democrat republican independent green green party you know there's and then there's a bunch of tiny parties that yeah. do exist but have no sway over anything yeah so they've been like deemed useless almost in terms of like like you we wouldn't have really a federalist specific person win an election usually yeah it's just not something that'll happen because most people in this country are not in the federalist group right it's a pretty even split between two parties and then a small group in the third yep which then means the small group is never going to come up. No, and I think the members of that group just like either won't vote or something or like I'm not 100% mm. sure about this or head to a place that is closest to what they believe. Yeah, okay. Do you have another question for me? I am all out of questions. Do you have any left? No, but I think we can come up with some. All right. <clears throat> So I asked about what tends to sway people when listening to the news. So I also asked what keeps people firm in their beliefs. I think that making things personal will like keep thing keep people firm in what they think. So if I have a certain set of morals, uh, and then the opposing side, you know, opposes my morals it'll just make me more solid in what I think. So this is just more part of the argument aspect. 
I think this whole episode is pretty like uh, similar to our argument and debate. Okay. But also with a mix of communication. We're just like at this point just making remixes of our episodes. (laughs) So this is kind of an open question. (laughs) It is. Um, Why do people blatant... Why would... Would blatantly lying about maybe like people love statistics right now and people also love getting personal. If you completely make a false accusation, like with, but just say like, these are some statistics, but the the statistics are completely fake. Um, Would that persuade enough people? And what I, my intention with this question is, do people even do their research anymore? I think most people do not do their research anymore. And some of that is wanting to be firm in that knowledge that they that they have and if and mixed with their opinions. If they acquire new knowledge that does not agree with their opinions, then they don't they don't like they don't like that. Right. Uh I think most people are just to read the headline first sentence and then they don't want to see the statistics like or they do just to validate it but they're not willing to go into any more depth with questioning the network that they're looking at so it's you know certainly possible that maybe a network i look at says something farther down as just like an example that i don't agree with but i haven't read that so then so like i agree with the network network. oh so you agree with this they say this and then oh no i don't agree with that so I haven't done my research as much as I could have. Yeah. Research is an important part for consumers, which is often neglected, and this thus causes further division. If, like, as a th- maybe example, if I don't believe what one side says, is it even worth trying to compare sides to try and get a firm opinion? I don't think it is. I think these people are going to have their opinions these people are going to have their opinions and if people on side a believe differently than side b unless unless there is reasonable reasonable things you can't you can't necessarily debate opinions yeah i think like if i was going to look at you know whatever i believe the opposing side the only point of that would point of that would just to would be right now just to like I wonder if they've changed their mind on this or I wonder if they've gotten more extreme with this or whatever the topic is. Like, like I wonder what so-and-so organization thinks of, uh, I don't know, I don't know, nuclear warfare or something. Uh, I wonder, are they getting more extreme with their thoughts? Like, oh, we should bomb this country. And I'm like, whoa, okay. I still don't agree with them. Now I disagree with them even more or, They've suddenly gotten more. They've made like a different approach to what they're thinking. Because I think an organization, like if we look over time, you know, every you know the parties have kind of changed in their beliefs in terms of like not huge but somewhat. So I think the changes um, are fairly, um, fairly slow. Not always, but usually are pretty slow. Mm-hmm. So what they can do is slowly work in their agenda to things over the course of many years. So like if someone like what's like a super extreme thought right now, Um, just a random example, extreme opinion. 
we should get rid of houses. There we go. Let's use that one. Okay. If someone says, we should get rid of houses right now, the, the huge group, people are going to be like, you're, you're stupid. Why? And stop listening to why, that. Why do you, why do you want to get their, They would lose their loyal followers because mm-hmm. no one likes that. But if you start, you know, slowly working in like how houses aren't as great as they used to be and we're building these little huts that are better or underground bases and now more and more people are going towards that. That would be That's a more gradual and way to engage your... I would say that happened with electric cars, too. I yeah. think electric cars, like, these aren't as, like, I mean, I guess you can make them political if you want, or just kind of, like, have, you can have your own opinion on that, but um, electric cars weren't suddenly announced in, like, you know, the peak of the combustion engine. Like, oh, let's do electric cars. Every car is electric now. Yeah, no, people don't like that. You can, like, shove it down the people's throats, but it's going to be way harder than if you just more gradually work it in. So that's why we're seeing a steady increase, like, in electric vehicles. But this whole thing started maybe, I don't know, like, 20 years ago, like, with hybrid vehicles, and then Mm -hmm. slowly worked in, like, the first electric cars. And now people are, you know, it wasn't announced, so it wasn't as extreme of a change. But so I think the point of if you want to sway people, look ahead to the next generation. I do, yeah. I do think that because the next generation is this new, f- fresh set of brains. They're also easier to influence because you can slowly change yeah. something or try and work something into what. And then kind of show them, show them how to get there because the, like, the older the person, the more stuck in their ways they are. Right. But it is kind of sad just thinking about the whole topic that news does impact culture so strongly in the way people think that it will resort it can resort to violence. And, a lot of times know, that is where people find their security is in the news. Yeah, people I just would say people take it so much more personally than they used to. Um and I don't know if there's such thing as a I don't believe there's a non political, non you know, completely unbiased source anymore. I believe there's certain statistics but it's almost like now if you refer to like this study group this lab in this place might you know either lie about what they studied or something and now you're getting false statistics or that group believes a specific thing and will refuse to do something so it's hard to take even statistics at a hundred percent knowledge anymore right and it's more just of what you can see what's happening as a hundred percent truth which is then why we need to do research into that and uh, acquire more knowledge to know and why it's such a tragedy that people don't research anymore. Yeah. So I would encourage our listeners to do your research, no matter what you believe. I'll do my For research. Sure. Josh will do his research. I will do my research too. As we say, like at the end of every podcast, stay, stay informed. informed. That is very important to do. And here we're just speculating. We're just looking at ideas of what things might be, but yeah. I think it is we are pretty in touch with um, what's happening mm-hmm. right now in reality. Um, we're pretty in touch with kind of the general idea of how news is more prominent and impactful than it may have used to be, or maybe their methods are just different, which I think we could also discuss really quick. Yeah, Was news as impactful, like not our current form, because like, 
I mean, how was news impacting people maybe in the 1800s? I think maybe through the catchiness and flashiness of just simple gossip or um, like, yeah, simple gossip. I'm not exactly sure if news has always been the way it has been. I would expect... I'd probably say no. It's not. It may have used to be so I know, hey, what's happening? What to stay aware of? Oh, the lettuce is bad again? All right, good to know. Stay away from the lettuce at the store. And that, like that type of thing. I think the news has just become so huge of an organization and like worth so much and they just have so much influence because they're on every screen. They are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Back, you know, in the early 1900s or whatever, 1800s, when there was no screens, word of mouth, letters, gossip, that kind of thing. And then, you know, newspapers became big. Right, um, and everyone was reading the newspaper. Right. And it's just it's just gotten on such a big scale that conveying extreme ideas is so much easier than it used to be. And then... Yeah, they become extreme. And you couldn't influence people the way you used to. Like, you couldn't work in anything over, you know, the TV over 15 years, like in the 1800s. So if I wanted people to believe a certain point, it was going to be very hard to get millions and millions of people to agree with me. Exactly. So the people were more rooted in their beliefs probably and had done, like, their research. Because what else are they going to do? That's... That's what they have. They don't have a bunch of news organizations trying to, you know, they don't have a huge selection because there just wasn't as much of a, it just wasn't the same. Now it just has such a huge and easy influence that I can, I think it just speeds up how fast people can be, can yeah. be going to have their minds oh, changed. Yeah. It, it goes like that and it's kind of crazy. Is that all we have to talk about for the news? That's all we have for how news impacts culture. All right. So I like to do my research. I hope you like to do your research, Josh. I do like to do my research. I need to make sure I know what is happening. It's time for the icebreaker. It is time for the icebreaker. I am your host of the icebreaker today. I will ask the question. Asher will answer the question. Then I will proceed to answer the question myself. Okay. The question today is... Uh, what is one of the most memorable, not necessarily your favorite, it could be bad memorable, but I think it should be good memorable, meals that uh, your mother makes or made for you or for your family? My mom made this excellent creation called hodgepodge. Have I know you had hodgepodge? I have had, I have had hodgepodge. Hodgepodge. I don't know what's in hodgepodge. It's probably terrible for you. Well, knowing my mom, it probably wasn't that bad. It was probably pretty good for you, maybe. I think there was a lot of sugar in it. Yeah. So hodgepodge, if I had to describe it, it's some sort of like soup with like meat, corn, probably a lot of brown sugar if I had to guess, you know, beans. It's yeah. just, it's just this really sweet soup. It has like spaghetti in it too. Tasty. It like makes a good, at least my mom made it with like spaghetti, like cut up noodles. Okay. Um, it would make really good soup just as itself or it'd make a good like kind of salsa or just additive for chips. Oh, oh, okay. It was just an excellent like all around, all around meal. It was very memorable. I haven't had that in so long. Mm. And for you, Joshua. Uh, my mother, my mom, she, she thinks I'm so formal when I say mother. My mom mm, used to make all the time 
an enchilada casserole. Ooh. And it had salsa verde in it, and it had chicken, and it was like, you know, tortillas layered with those things. There was some other stuff in it, I'm sure, too. But there's just, there's some type of smell or taste that goes with it that I will always remember, and it just brings me back to home, even though I still live in my home. She just doesn't make it anymore. It was probably really good for you. It it probably wasn't that bad, actually. A lot of stuff she makes is really good for you. Yeah, eating healthy is pretty important, just as a notice for our listeners, as we're about to leave this podcast and, and both inhale a bunch of combos. <laughs> so, what? so yeah, we're not going to do that. We're no. all about health. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna eat my combos later. I'm just gonna throw them. In. I didn't. I didn't actually throw buy any. Away. No combos. <laughs> Winter combos. I don't know. Yeah. Who Who does know what combos are? I don't know. Anyway, I so think- with all that being said, I think that brings us to the end of our episode today. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Leave us a reply in the section where it asks you what we, you, well, what we should talk about. If you leave us a voice message, we'll feature you on the show. Any questions or other topics, other ways to contact us, schmitzconshow at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm Asher. I'm Joshua. Stay informed and, and always, always loop, loop back. Yeah, I agree. I say, <coughs> in terms of. <coughs> <coughs>